everybody and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about ATA season 3 episode 4 where I like <laughs> Sophia and I really don't understand what happened slash anything. Don't think anything happened in this episode but Eski very passionately vehemently denied that so We'll see at the end. Oh my God, y'all are Who liars. In, the, in our message thread earlier, you were both like, I don't know what's happening. WTF, I was like, which implies that WTF, you were... nothing happened no, no, in this no. episode. No, that was, not, that was not how you worded your message at all. Well, mine was, well, mine was more, I'm very confused it. about everything. Yeah, I, I accept that, Sophie. I don't accept that nothing happened anyway. <laughs> I don't know if nothing happened or not. What we can get to that in a moment. I'm just very confused about those weird um, Bronze Age flashbacks or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That looked like a fun outfit to dress up in, though, which is the important (laughs) part. (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas Eve, Eve to everybody who celebrates. That's when we're recording this. Um, And happy holidays to everybody else. And I am not drinking any tea, but I did have a prickly pear margarita, frozen margarita today, and it was amazing. Oh my God. What, where do you get all these drinks? <laughs> do they come with the wings? <laughs> yeah, they come with my wings delivery. Those would actually be so good together. The prickly pear, frozen margarita and wings. I should try it. You should, should try it today. Yeah. Where do, okay. where do you get a, a prickly pear, frozen margarita? Um, there's a place here that's like famous for it. It's like their signature drink and it is so good and it's bright pink. So it's very pretty. When you come visit, we'll go. Oh, wow. Are you drinking any tea? No, i never am. Yeah, me neither. I haven't, I, I did have tea today, but it was actually much earlier in the day. Um, so it wasn't a case of 20 minutes before recording. I chugged an entire teapot. Yeah, no photographic evidence today, so (laughs) we cannot confirm nor deny whether as correct. Yeah, it's it's too many hours back to be relevant anyway, so (laughs) I'm not going to fight it. Okay, so now Sophia is going to take us through what the hell happened in this episode, which was same as recap would be simply nothing happened. (laughs) Literally nothing. Girl still creepy. Girl still with family. The end. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm very confused about everything, um, including the timeline for the episode. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> but buckle up, as I, I will get into that in my what the fuck section. Anyway, so we we left off last episode with Aden arriving at Atia's house. We know that there's some sort of Ozan's hand at this. Like, there's some ulterior motive for him bringing Aden back but it's unclear why. So we're in Atie and Ozan's wonderful house um, in the woods, which I kind of really want to know where that is still mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so basically like everyone like set up and, and Mustafa come over and I'm assuming obviously it's because the granddaughter, well, Aden appeared like she's found so now we're gonna have a nice little family luncheon mm-hmm. like seconds after she's found in the forest which is my timeline debacle but we can discuss it later 
so there's this voiceover over this very idyllic little scene. Um, and clearly everyone's like has an expectation about something that's going to happen, which is Aden coming out to the patio with Atie right behind her. But as we kind of surmised from the past episode, this isn't going to be all happy and wonderful because Aden like really does not feel at ease with Atia. There's something wrong there and we don't know what it is. So Setup goes to hug her and Aden like immediately runs away, goes to like this flower bed to do her own thing. And everyone's like, you know, she'll come around like it'll be fine. It's like no big deal, whatever, which I mean, we know it won't. Well, not for the short term. Um, and then also Mustafa and Erhan have a conversation about, you know, Serdar dying and how Erhan hasn't told Atiye about this yet and how it doesn't seem to like it's not easy to find out who killed him or what happened. Like apparently somebody very professional did this job. Mm-hmm. And then Atiye and Serap are like cooking, although it seems like Serap brought all the food made from her own house. So she's just like setting it up on plates. And Setup is like commenting on the fact that Jansu is like weird and different. And we're again getting the whole spiel that we've had throughout the different timelines that she doesn't have a close relationship with, with Jansu. And like, it's the dad who has always gotten along better with Jansu. But like, basically they're saying that since Aden came back, Jansu has been acting weird, which I assume it's because like of Ozan, because that would be the logical thing, I guess. And so then Jansu like takes out this nice little dress that she made for Aden and goes to show it to her. Um, And Aden is like clearly not having it. And she like gets really upset for some reason. And she like really dislikes Atiye, but we don't know why. And Atiye is like doing her best trying to get her to like, care about him like to like bond with her or whatever and she's like trying to talk to her but then all of a sudden Aden makes like a tree branch fall like and Erhan has to save Atiye from this malevolent tree branch <laughs> also definitely not enough to like kill someone no that was one of it the was a BTS. tiny little twig <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love malevolent tree branch that's amazing <laughs> I mean, I know it's just a twig, but like they definitely make it much more dramatic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's super dramatic. And in Atia's defense, like it would be pretty crappy if your biological child who you've been looking for for over eight years, like suddenly appears and wants to like hurt you. I through. feel like it was I feel like it was more like um, like I don't I wish you to not touch me. So I'm going to do this to like provoke you to like not be near me, but like, I don't okay. actually want to hurt you. Cause I think Aden at her core is not a bad person. Similar to what Atia keeps mm. sermoning about everyone <laughs> being good people. And I'm like, you wrong about some of these people, Atia, mm. but whatever. <laughs> okay. I, d- I didn't catch that, but that would make sense. Cause I guess, well, we find out later when she touches her, um, she, well, yeah, what, what the, what the baggage is there. Yeah. Later. Yeah. <laughs> So Ati is like super frustrated because in the episode that has transcurred or that has occurred at this point, like Erhan and everyone's been like, well, if anyone can get to her, it's going to be you, Atiye. But like now she threw the branch at her. So Ati is like pretty disconcerted with everything and like unsure about what's going to happen. 
And she's kind of, fr- it seems like she's frustrated because she's not getting through to Aden. Aden's like not, yeah, doesn't seem to be very pleased with the new arrangement. And then we have Ozan in this weird reflective room where he's like having a lot of reflections, I guess. Um, he's having this conversation with Melek and he's having these flashbacks to when he found out that she wasn't dead. So here's where I also get extremely confused because she doesn't actually explain why she killed herself but didn't kill herself. Well, she says like they rescued me from this wherever, which who knows what that means. But I'm I'm leaning towards um, the theory that I think I don't know if it was um, Sammy or Esgi that you like brought up last episode that she's from another timeline. That's what would make I think, sense. I mean, what what Medic is claiming in the flashback is that she committed suicide in in the in between, or like there th- th- rather that the in between is all there is. Like there's no like you know you're done and now you're in the afterlife. I guess she was probably mm-hmm. being transported to another timeline, and then the aliens or the cabal or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> basically put her back where she departed from yeah that's what i got from that too okay but she looks really different from what she looks like in the current timeline particularly that her hair isn't wet all the time yeah it's like (laughs) you don't like the wet hair aesthetic i hate the wet hair aesthetic i really hate it it makes me feel greasy also she like never had that dress sensibility before her you know the slicked back hair and her current choice of outfits is like very particular to evil medic in this timeline yes and i'm just like is this how uh, evil people dress like what wearing is- a bra with a, a blazer a, like a skirt suit that has yeah. a giant slit up to you um her leg <laughs> i'm all for anyone wearing whatever the hell they want um it's just an interesting and stark change yeah <laughs> for this character yes yeah. yeah. but basically like we find out that she came from another timeline and she like ba- basically like begged Ozan to like be on her side. And then at the same time, we see that Ozan is also pretty upset about Aden not being like, or that's Melek reads into the situation. She's like, you're okay. Like you'll see the girl soon enough. And like, this is all for her own good. Or I don't even know what he says, uh, what she says. Sorry. But basically, like, he is thinking about the kid, and there is some sort of elaborate plan, but apparently Aden went to Atie without, like, it wasn't expressly what they wanted, is what I understood. Right, yeah. Aden, through her constant attempts to connect with her mother, I guess that was also obvious. I didn't know this was obvious to Ozan and Midik that she was trying to make these connections, but I guess... They were somehow also aware of Adan's interest um, and I guess insistence on seeing or on being with her mother and father. So especially mother. So they consented to avoid, I guess, further supernatural drama, but also they still want to keep her on a short leash. Hence Mm -hmm. Ozan's unwelcome visit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we have another one of those scenes that I'm, quite questioning why they even show this stuff but like it's Atie showing Aden her room and like we've had it ready for you for years waiting for you to come back which again so I'm just gonna 
like leave this and run along but like how had she not been to her bedroom did she just like literally just arrive because she's wearing something different she was wearing a dress and now she's wearing overall like coveralls so like yeah that's That's a a really good point and they're already at the point where like they're like oh my god she's been here for such a long time why hasn't she improved so yeah so it was that's weird yeah yeah I think yeah. that was that's I think that's a big old plot hole. I don't think that's really anything <laughs> to read into too much, other than they should have done the room tour earlier in the episode and they mm-hmm. didn't. <laughs> yeah. So then Atia like leads her to her study and she's like, I love to paint. Whenever I'm feeling stressed, <laughs> I paint. <laughs> Whatever, like I don't know, just dumb stuff that I kind of channeled out of my head. Cause to be perfectly honest, I just found it obnoxious. Well, the point of it, though, is to set up for the bonfire scene later. Like, oh, they did this nice stuff for Aden, but she is evil psycho child. Yes. Behold. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we have another random scene where Mustafa goes to find Ozan and is like, like, don't you get near my granddaughter, like, or I will kill you, basically. Yeah. Which, again, is kind of unnecessary. Why is it unnecessary though? It's like he's he's probably gonna hurt him later. Like there's probably gonna it's probably gonna come to a head. This is all set up. You guys are so unforgiving. <laughs> um and then we go to Umut. Um so Erdhan found this message, this message in Syriac. I was it from the little Chris the, the revolving Alexa? I don't even yeah. know. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That I I didn't think about during that during the episode but now that you mentioned was, alexa yeah. that's definitely what it was wait i and accidentally it- woke up my alexa <laughs> in the, in the oh no. in the subtitles in turkish now in the season it doesn't say it's syriac it says um cabal language is really Ooh, yeah cabal so it language it says organization it doesn't say cabal i'm making it more dramatic but um it used to say straight up syriac in season one so interesting interesting yeah so basically erhan so i don't even know why umut would speak syriac is she, she like know. a per- learned yeah. person i we but don't she was know able that. to translate other things in the last episode from those notebooks and things so she has some unexplained educational background i guess mm. maybe from her aden nightmares and then traveling to go back to Tepe and all that maybe that like led her down the rabbit hole of studying some of these languages but also like studying ancient and almost dead languages although syriac isn't a dead language but it's like spoken by very few people mm. um that's that's a big ask to just like pick that up as a mm-hmm. side hobby so not i don't know if i believe how you know quickly one can master that <laughs> especially to like be able to translate a version of it being spoken out of an alexa it's very impressive because adhan was like this, this is a version of that language that you know and almost after like it was able to decipher like most of it it's like yeah. okay <laughs> and then there's also a weird scene with john su like getting out of the gym and trying to reach ozan is what i'm guessing because well, Ozan was looking at her from across the street. Oh. He stalked her. Yeah. And like basically allure her. Yeah. Yeah. And then disappeared. Oh, that's crappy. I didn't catch that for sure. Also, it's always summer in Istanbul in this TV show. <laughs> that's something for another day. It's always summer for John Sue. 
Also true. Got to show off those tats. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're trying to figure out this crazy language and, and like basically they find out something about this monastery that used saffron to paint the walls of the monastery, which we will talk about in our history section. And she's like, no, I can't leave. Like Marden is where I grew up. But like she's like really paranoid and she doesn't want to leave her house. But it seems like there there must be something else, I assume, because like why would she also not want to go to her hometown? I think she's agoraphobic. Like because of like when she went to go back yeah, she got caught in that yeah, landslide. In yeah. yeah. Um and so then uh, then like is sitting in the house and she like freaks out. I don't even know. Oh no, I do know why. So she goes out and Atiya and like she's drawing her little symbols on the ground and Ozan arrives and she's like clearly like her whole attitude changes and it's obvious that she loves him a lot and you know Atiya is kind of like freaked out um because also I think someone warned Atiya like don't let Ozan yeah. in the house or something. Well Ahan was just like I don't want to hear his name which yeah. implies like I don't want to see him. <laughs> and then basically Ozan's like giving Atiya tips on how to deal with Aden, mm-hmm. which I guess kind of like pisses her off. It seems like she's not taking the tips. Well, then Ozan, Ozan literally said, it's my job to protect Aden even from you. And it's like, fuck you, you kidnapped her. <laughs> like you don't, you don't get, you don't have this ownership. Yeah. But I think that was very obnoxious to her and me yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then Melek is like also listening to this weird Syriac stuff on the TV um and then we see like planet earth and some text on there 24 it's a 24-hour countdown clock and whatever characters represents their language because then Melek has it on her like little smart watch I think it was like three days though yeah, I'll check it was like, again. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I saw the 2359. I didn't see uh, yeah. the number out farther. Yeah. And then Ozan is still giving Atiyah like tips on how to deal Man-splaining with explaining motherhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like he's about to leave. And then Erhan arrives and he's like, What the fuck are you doing in my house? Like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> And Ati is Which is like, the correct oh. reaction, by the way. Yes. <laughs> but Ati is like, well, he's helping me. Like, he's her father or something. They have this whole conversation about how he's the girl's father, whether they like it or not. Which, kind of crappy. And then Jansu is back to her drunk self. But that was a lot of Rekha. Yeah. <laughs> he says... And she, like, her mom tries to talk to her, but it doesn't seem to go that well. And then Erhan and Atiyah have this whole discussion because they each think that the other one's not going by the right, like, going, doing the, like, what the other considers appropriate to deal with Aden or, like, figure out what in the world is going on. Because he's trying to decipher these Syriac messages and trying to understand, like, what Aden's role and everything is. And Atiyah is just, like, trying to, find out how to deal with the girl in the best way possible so they have this whole argument and they decide that each one's going to try their own thing basically 
And so then John Su's now on a boat that's called it has a really funny name. I can't remember. The oh, Poseidon. Poseidon, yeah. Um, and she's like basically torching the boat, it seems like she's about to get in gasoline. Yeah. Um, I don't think she actually does though. No, she's yeah. really sad and like drunk. And her mom comes to talk to her, and it's like a whole thing because like finally it seems like they understand each other. And she doesn't end up torching the boat. I think she does torch the boat. I mean, they don't show we'll it to us. Torched. But Serap so? shows up and she's like, let's do it together <laughs> with then, the lighter. Like, but then like she falls into her mother's arms and yeah. sobs more. That's why I feel like Serap like uses that to whisk her away. Okay. I feel like also you don't torch a, a yacht at Bebek like already <laughs> more. Also, she was very flammable after all that alcohol. It was she just was. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to die a couple times in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we go back to Erhan and, and um, Umut. I think I already like mentioned what they're talking about because they're talking about the whole Mardin stuff. Um, and then Ozan keeps having like these all these flashbacks to Melek, which makes me think that he's like doubting her, I think. Or like he, because he even tells Atiyah like you can trust me. Like I really. Have but then he no lies about Sadar because he's like the cabal did it. It's like no bitch, you did it. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then our friend Aden is a pyromaniac and decides to <laughs> torch everything, like her bedroom stuff, her the, her, her, the dress that Johnson made for her, everything except that little pet toy thing that she has oh the rabbit and the matching trousers yeah which is weird i think and then melek and ozan have another like intimate moment oh god and- not like that though <laughs> don't worry don't worry listeners well, intimate dinner, sorry <laughs> um and erhan keeps pushing Umut to like go with him to Mardin and like figure everything out and Atiyah goes to um find Aden in her bedroom because like she seemed upset and then she finds her torching everything <laughs> and she tries to like see into her soul as we've talked about in previous episodes and that's when she gets that weird like tribal flashback where also she's like the ritualistic sacrifice i would say mm-hmm. but also the person who kills her is atie yeah so that's why they're... that would give you issues yeah. yeah yeah also i wasn't super clear on the other figures but there were there was like a man waving around like looking goofy <laughs> and then there was uh, another woman so i'm wondering like is the other woman maybe set up mm. or jansu is the man at han or yeah so i didn't get a clear i think it was intentionally not the camera wasn't trained on them for long enough to tell who they were because like Atia was wearing all of the different like makeup and headdresses and stuff. So like it was only intentionally that we were allowed to see it was her, but I feel like potentially everyone who was at the family reunion was part of this <laughs> recurring nightmare. <Yikes. laughs> so, yeah. And so she like the girl gets really, really upset. She's like trembling um and like freaking out and Atia is like trying to like get close to her or like connect with her 
she basically promises her that she wouldn't won't let that happen and she'll protect Aden. But I'm like, can you promise that? She it can't. seems like it's your fate. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Yeah, okay, so now we have a lot to parse, so we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Uh, where where should we start? What was most confusing? Maybe, like, Adan, like, I think it's pretty clear now that she's not, like, you know the um antichrist come to intentionally murder everyone yeah i think it's more like she's got this baggage in the form of this um vision of their past selves that's traumatizing her i mean we say past selves like who knows this is a fucked up show it might be their future selves <laughs> i don't know um i guess like they could have played dress up in the future um i i like that she's not just like purely because the creepy child thing is just too much like i would have really it really would have taken away she's already creepy i didn't want her to like be more malevolently creepy Mm. um it's more like oh well you had a really rough eight years and i understand your trauma and also you've got this extra vision baggage but it's not like you are the spawn of satan so i appreciate that development um however i don't like I feel like Ozan has really got some puppet strings going here that he and he's not as kind and concerned as he would like everyone to think even even he would like himself to think I think he thinks he truly cares for Aden and maybe he does but I mean he I mean he killed Sardar and like lied about it very easily to uh Adhan and Ati obviously for his own to further his own goals so I, I don't think he's above doing anything so a little scary what he can potentially manipulate her into doing. I do think we are supposed to still be not sure about where Ozan is, the, where his loyalties lie. Yeah, for, I agree with that. Because I think our biggest hint this episode was like when he's talking to Atie, nominally he's talking about Atie when he says like not all mothers are good. Yeah. But I think he was Medic. talking about Melek, and I think, I think he's anti-Melek. Honestly, he might be, but he's not pro Atia. He's like pro Ozan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, for else. sure. Yeah. He's yeah. not innocent. I would never yes. say that. Um, yeah. But I do think that he's not a drone in Melek's army. Right. It's not clear how much he knows about what Medic is actually doing. Either. Yeah. Yes, because her explanation to him was not enough to commit your life yeah, to the she, cause. She was so. basically like, simply trust me, I'm back from the dead. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What could go wrong with trusting an undead being? Yeah. Uh, setup continues to be utterly useless, other than maybe <laughs> preventing a horrible crime from being committed in the form of vandalizing a yacht. Yacht burning. <laughs> in the middle of the day, yeah. Um, but she like really could have handled her daughter's day drinking better mm-hmm. could have tried to like not have not force 
Adan to hug her, although Adan was like, uh-uh, just like walked away, which is pretty dope. I, I feel <laughs> so bad for children who are forced to hug like rando adults, like leave this child alone. And we'll see what, we'll see if Musafa follows through on his threat. I feel like they wouldn't have That was a good that. threat. Like he, yeah. he did that well. And also, yeah, he should just go fucking kill him. Like this dude yeah. literally kidnapped Kidnapper. this girl for eight years. Yeah. Why are we allowing him to come to our your house? Why are we allowing him to walk free of jail? Like, why have we not yeah. moved somewhere else? Like, just moved yeah. so he can't get her again? I, right. They're not demanding answers from him. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yes, it's very annoying. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's also I think an ex cop still in this timeline, yeah. or at least has connections. So like, yeah, why is this not being punished? It's just straight up kidnapping. <laughs> yeah it's bizarre i need atia to like not see the good in people because there's sometimes just there's just no good to be seen i'm sorry i completely agree (laughs) this is like uh, i get it atia but like stop it already come on like just punch ozan in the face and be done with it i don't understand this forgiving shit um what do you think that the countdown is nothing good probably some kind of whatever apocalypse they're trying to usher in which seems like it might be some kind of an environmental thing as well based on the brainwashing video that Adan was watching in the prior episode it seemed to be like oh the humans are destroying the planet Mm -hmm. um which I mean would also explain the like (laughs) forced birth control in the prior timeline um like limiting the population and now what whatever kind of apocalyptic event is it's being counted like we're counting down to uh, but it seems like this cabal is very concerned about the planet and not very very concerned about the people living on the planet so. okay so then i have a guess i think that it's gonna be the trees come alive and they murder all oh. the humans on earth oh jesus and we just got a sneak peek of it this episode yeah there you go <laughs> there's a book like that um a fantasy book I'm going to plug it here. It's called Uprooted. It is basically trees like swallowing villages whole. <laughs> Pretty insane. Very scary. I live near a lot of trees. It was frightening. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think would we have still four episodes. So I can see all of that coming to a head in the final episode conveniently. Hmm. But maybe we'll learn more. I don't know. I'm just so like, what is going on? Where are we heading? Like we're heading nowhere fast this episode for sure. Well, it's a build-up episode. We still got, we, we knew we would need to have a couple of these because the season started out fast and furious, but we yeah. still had five episodes left. Yeah. 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 So now ground, I expect the next episode to feel similar to this in that it's going to be, you know, laying the groundwork for really fast momentum in the last couple episodes um but as we're watching it it's going to feel like a slow burn so yeah i I give it a chance hopefully (laughs) i just need a little bit more tension like we've got stuff to generate tension and they're just not really using it in that way like i think of like um masum or innocent like Mm. Not that much was going on in each episode, like action wise, but they made it so intense because they just kept the stress level super high the whole time. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, we got another mention of how Aden knows like everything about her ancestral line, which is exactly like the Dune thing that we explained a couple episodes ago. So if you're interested in learning more about that, I suggest reading Dune. <laughs> um, clearly her powers are descended from the Bene Gesserit. Um, do you think that Ozan truly believes his duties pr- to protect Aden? No, I don't buy that at all. I mean, I think I think part of him it does care about her, but I think it's whatever is going on here is ultimately self-serving. Um, so I, I think he may not think Medic's plan makes any sense or is good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think his his end game is to like be the fi- the ultimate father figure to Aden. I just I don't see any kind of true altruistic motive. He's her daughter. His daughter. Yeah, major eye roll. It's that. beautiful. Oh, we know how much the show loves found families. Yeah, exactly. That's why this can't work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Serdar death. Uh, like Erhan keeping it secret is going to come out. Oh no, it did come out in this. It episode. did, it did, yeah. It, it did. did, but it didn't really lead to anything. So never mind. Yeah, Atia's just not mad enough about anything. No. Like literally. She's <laughs> so zen. She can't yeah. get mad. Even though Erhan is just like walking around yelling <sighs> at shit, and that's his whole character this season. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I wanted to mention, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Ezgi, that. Jansu decided to get drunk this episode on Raka, which is an anise-flavored liquor that's super popular in Turkey. You mix it with water and an ice cube, and it's very delicious. I could drink it every day. My God, you're right. We haven't done this in our history. Oh, no. I'm looking at our spreadsheet. Maybe we'll do Raka next time as our history section. Yeah. Outrageous. Um, Jansu would definitely be drinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jansu has never gotten drunk on anything besides clear glasses of liquor yeah, before. Yeah. Especially like Melek being like like she like changes radically. Like even the way she dresses, her haircut. I guess they're trying to show that us. was also maybe eight years in the past though. Like yeah, every, everyone yeah. looks pretty different. <laughs> after that amount of time yeah but i think the outfit changes and the hair changes are like on purpose to show that she also changed beyond yeah the only person that hasn't changed is ozan like he looked exactly the same in the flashback as he does now which is interesting yeah Yeah. no evil makeover for him (laughs) do you think john sue and ozan are gonna have more time together yeah, she's like way unresolved in her feelings. That was a lot of crying and drinking. <laughs> um, I think she's gonna confront him again and maybe then die. I don't know. When is she gonna die? She's gonna die soon because this episode she walked out in front of traffic without looking and then she oh, yeah, <laughs> drunk set a boat on fire with giant or wanted to set a boat on fire with giant yeah. bottles of gasoline being thrown around. So yeah. She's trying. She's asking for it. Yeah, yeah, for real. 
Okay, so should we go to the history section? Let's do it. All right. So today for our history section, we are going to be talking about the monastery that they mentioned, um, Umutz and Erhan, in their research. It's called the Mor Hananyo Monastery um, in Turkish Daryul Zafaran Monastery, and um, also better known as the Saffron Monastery as its nickname. Do you want to take it away, Eski? Uh, sure. As someone who uh, definitely did not need to look this up in Google slash Wikipedia. Slash it sounds really cool. So I'm glad we're doing yeah. this as our section today. Yeah. And we will probably do a history section at some point on the city that it's in, or slash the province that's in Mardin, which is just like literally overflowing with um, Abrahamic religion history. So I won't get into that too much. We'll just focus on the monastery. But um, as Sammy mentioned, this monastery has a lot of names. It goes back to um, the fifth century AD. Uh, but it was renovated significantly and got its current name, um, the Mor Hananyo um, name, I mean, in Syriac, in the 8th century, in 793. Mor Hananyo was the Bishop of Mardin at that time. That was his name. And then uh, his predecessor, three, three centuries before, Mor Shlemon was the, was the one who... Um, established it to begin with it, it used to be a fortress for the romans so the uh monastery is one of kind of the key landmarks in the city and province of mardin it's got 365 rooms one for each day of the year as you might have guessed that is so that crazy i can't imagine yeah the ceilings as was mentioned in the episode were painted with saffron and the stone used to constructed overall has a warm color that uh, is reminiscent of the color of that the same spice um, although yeah I don't think they painted everything everything that'd be hella expensive especially back then um, or maybe they did I don't know um, <laughs> but yeah so it's still uh, to this day is a very very significant um, site in in the Syriac Christian community it was actually the seat of the Syrian Orthodox Church um for my goodness how many centuries is that 1500 oh, years 1500 years yeah yeah <laughs> 1500s and yeah there's like not that many christian syriac orthodox christians uh left in mardin but um it's still an active congregation using aramaic um which is what jesus spoke and I just feel like if you were to go there, everything would feel hella ancient and biblical. It would feel like legit, like more so than the Vatican or something, which feels like very, you know, you're like new and European to me still versus like this really ancient Mesopotamian stuff, uh, like OG Christianity. So it seems uh, like a really impressive place to visit. I hope that they shot on location and we'll get to see some of it in the next episode or two. Um, oh, and I also see something about this uh, printing press that they had in the monastery. As with other monasteries, I guess, they had a huge focus on publishing. Um, but of course, it looks like 
Queen. Oh no, no, no. I thought I thought I thought Queen Victoria had it stolen to be that <laughs> wrong. It was actually no. bought from England. So <laughs> um, no, so it says that the they printed their first book in 1888 and it was sent to Queen Victoria. Okay, okay, good. Cool. All right. One one non uh imperialist thing that Queen Victoria did. <laughs> Um, deduct from her large balance in the negative <laughs> yeah this this uh monastery sounds really cool i had never heard of it before and i really want to visit now so that's awesome um it's also on the site of an ancient temple um to the that was dedicated Ooh. to the mesopotamian sun god shamash um who is also known as utu uh who was in the tale of gilgamesh apparently so that's oh. cool um, so ancient stuff, which probably Ate will get into if she ever makes it. But right now it's a road trip for Erhan and Umut, and I'm feeling some sparks there, so I'm a little concerned. Oh, yeah, that's true. That'd be bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. The vengeance of Ate if she ever got off her ass. She'd to probably get angry. just shrug and be like, oh. It was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. <shrug>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have to make this a stop on our next trip to Turkey together. I know. Yeah. Margins a must see. Yeah. City. Um, okay, so now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is WTF, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. Um, so, my what the fucks are, we already talked about this, but Jansu, like, just trying to get killed in every possible way she can. She really needs to stop. Um, I don't know how many lives she's gone through at this point. I think she's approaching nine rapidly. So Yeah. <laughs> this behavior of getting super drunk and playing with matches and gasoline is probably not going to lead to a long, happy life. Um, what the fuck to Melek's cleavage? I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> like, do whatever you want to do. Dress how you want to dress. It just really seems like inappropriate and out of character for her. And I just don't appreciate odd. the equating by the wardrobe department of evil woman with like this manner of dress. It's like yeah. implying that it's, you know, she's immoral also in how she dresses, but that's bullshit because there's no such thing as immorality with clothes. But anyway, it's just a weird Good message. Point. Again, Good similar point. to the weird, similar to the weird messages they're sending around adoption. This is like a weird subtext around how women should have tried. Yeah, like, yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> True. Um, and then finally, I want to say, what the fuck, Atia? You just got your daughter back after eight years of her being kidnapped. You should have eyes on that little girl at all times. Yeah, yeah. She should not have enough time to make a bonfire in the backyard before you notice. <laughs> and she only noticed out of like the second floor window, like yeah. the bedroom window. It wasn't yeah. even like, oh my God. Yeah, I think Atia is a terrible parent the end <laughs> yes what are your thoughts ozan has to protect adan from atia yes. points Adan is making a bonfire <laughs> um but i did have a few wardrobe related things in my wtfs okay. mainly 
Atia playing in the dirt in her white what Classic. is it romper whatever she's wearing um it was just so stained by the end of that and it's like can you bond but like wear outside clothes please instead of whatever <laughs> that is um, what about um John Sue's shirt at the barbecue that's oof, like it's like, a like scarf normal in the back but yeah creatively. in the front it's like a bikini yeah, yeah. <laughs> wild it's not off brand she has a lot of tattoos she needs True. to show off <laughs> yeah i had a major wtf at adhan not adhan sorry atia being very peace and love while adhan was like correct yes. in all of what he was saying yes but then also kind of wtf to adhan for like being like oh, okay fine i'll just translate you do you yeah here at the house it's like no her doing her is like a then getting you should be protecting your daughter dude yeah yeah um and then, yeah, Ozan, I just can't get over Ozan being like, it's my duty to protect Adan. It's like, you literally kidnapped her as a baby. So, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but those are all mine. Okay. Sophia, what do you got? Um, I think my what the fucks for one is Melek's, like, random outfit changes. Well, not random, I guess, but, like, there's a big transformation there. I think the whole Aden evil child thing is kind of over the top too. It's kind of stereotypical. Um, Jensu's outfit for sure. Yeah. With the giant cutout. <laughs> yeah, um, it was wild. And the, whole, the whole scene with the with the dress and like Aden then like burning the dress um, was a bit much to me. And wait, I had another what the fuck, but I can't. Okay, the whole Atiyah-Erhan fight thing was confusing to me, too. Because, like, I really don't understand what Atiyah would rather do in the situation entirely. Yeah, and, and, well, what I mentioned during the recap, which is, like, I don't understand if it's the first time the kid is, like, seeing the house. Like, how that does just doesn't make sense in the timeline. Yeah, that was a good catch. I didn't think about that, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> Okay, Sultan of Success. Is it Ozan? Because whatever he's doing, it's it's how he wants it to be. Yeah, he's doing with everyone right now. You think it's more Melek? Yeah. I feel like Medic though thinks that Ozan is her pawn, and I don't think she's correct about that. Yeah, because he still hasn't told her about John Sue, right? Mm. Like knowing. Or wait. No, never mind. That doesn't matter anymore. Because yeah, everybody cause knows who kidnapped her. Right. Hmm. I don't oh, no, know. Think... Ozan seems to have the most um, cards right now. Like he's got the best hand. He could go either way. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the ability to do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely voting Ozan. Yeah. Okay. Fatma's hit list. Ozan. <laughs> I want to put Umut out there because I think she's annoying. Why is she a new character in season three? Give me Hannah. That's that's true. That's a good point. Like it would have been interesting to see Hannah in this timeline as paranoid bead shop owner. Yeah, she would have been great. Have brought that character back. Yeah, like what did she have scheduling conflicts? Like why don't we have? Yeah, because she's in literally every show. I'm not kidding. Yeah, Um, she is. So. That is disappointing. That is a disappointing lack of, you know, callback. 
So Probably not season. worth actually sticking Fatma on Umut, Pro- though. Probably. But why not? But why not? <laughs> Unless you have a better option. I don't have a better option. All right, then. We're Silence agreed. I love yes. it. I thought this is going to be a hot take, but actually. <laughs> okay. So congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Ozan. Good luck uh, to our new candidate on Fatma's hit list, Umut. I think Fatma will be able to find you pretty easily since you don't leave your house. And <laughs> um, that'll be over pretty quickly. <laughs> Next time, we're going to talk about season three, episode four. Five, where hopefully we're going to find out what Ozan is up to, what Aden's deal is, and visit a monastery, because that would be really cool. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next time.